Hey y'all, welcome back to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm Bailey, I'm your host, and each week we call my dad Toby and we just have a fun, short discussion about different things like parenting, marriage, mental wellness, things that everybody's struggling with or wants to talk to somebody about, but maybe you don't have that person to call. Well, I have been around for 34 years and I've been talking to my dad for most of those years about my struggles and he just always has really great wisdom to share. And so we thought it would be helpful for you guys to get to peek in on these conversations and um, also get some of his wisdom. And so we are excited about these weekly conversations. We're excited you're here and I'm looking forward to today's podcast. So let's get this show on the road. Let's call my dad. Hello, B. Dad, you're next door, finally. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am right next door. For all of you that I know, we're so concerned that I haven't seen my father in so long. He's in Mississippi, and I'm so happy. Even For though all I think of you that we're concerned time. that I'm never here, uh, Miss Bailey's in charge of my schedule, and it's the reason I haven't been here. But she likes to use it against me. Okay, okay, okay. You are representing JC today. JC, Bobcats with a big win last night. We were excited. It was fun. That That is who my husband coaches for, and we all got to go to the game, and it was really fun. Uh, they had a big win. Also, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I am nasally. I have a stopped-up stopped nose, so I just apologize in advance. It's just going to be, it is what it is. So I had to say that before Dad makes fun of me. I would never tell them that right before we started, you blew your nose and you sound like an elephant in the jungle of Africa. <laughs> oh, that did happen. At least I didn't do it here in everyone else's ear. It was only yours. Yes. <laughs> okay. She's about to get mad at us if you don't pick this up a little better. Okay. So today, Dad, I wanted to talk to you about... Uh, the fear of vulnerability and mm. <laughs> there's a lot of things that we could be i'm going to start with a vulner first of all why is vulnerable a word that's hard to say do you ever struggle with that i find that that's a hard word for lots of people to say vulnerable um, there you go what would you say the definition of vulnerable is uh a synonym would be authentic yeah uh Vulnerable is putting yourself in a position uh, to not be uh, approved, to get the approval of someone else because you are being honest about where you are, how you think, or how you've been hurt. Yes. I don't know. That, that's just Correct. off the top of my head. Correct. Uh, so I have a story at the end I'm going to share about and a, a vulnerable story of something that happened to me last week. But um, first, I was I, when I was talking about when I was thinking about why I wanted to talk to you about this topic is I know we've chatted already on the podcast about like the being vulnerable in community and being vulnerable as a parent. You know, whenever you're worried about how people are seeing you and all of that. But I want to talk about, because this is something I feel like I've been struggling with the past couple of years, um, is I feel like 
learning to be yourself, like your whole self that God has made you in to be, uh, and not what the world says is what you should be, whether it's the way you dress, whether it's what you're interested in, all how you parent, all these things can be a very vulnerable thing. Would you agree with that? Expand on that a little bit. Okay. So for I, example, I think I do, but I just want you to give me an example. Right. For example, I feel like when I'm like, I'm about to be 35 and I feel like around the time I turned 30 and it could, I don't think it's because of the specific age. It could have just been the stage of life I be, was in and everything. But like, I feel like I started to realize that I did a lot of things and this is my personality too. So maybe everyone doesn't struggle with this, but I do a lot of things or I, uh, that I thought would look good to other people. Or I, like, this is a silly example, but like, for example, I was decorating the house and I did not know what I liked because all I cared about was what was like other people liked. Does that make sense? Like what was popular? And it took me down this path of like, well, what do I really like? Like, am I my true self, you know, like, or am I just trying to be what, the world other people say is cool. I don't know if that makes sense. And so I think that that can pour into like the rest of my life. Am I parenting my children the way I think I should, or am I doing what, you know, what everybody else is saying is how you should, should be doing. And I think when you go towards what you feel like you're called to, that can feel vulnerable. Does that make, does that make more sense to you? Yeah, I think that's true. I think uh, at some point in everyone's maturation stage life cycle you come to a place where it's okay i'm past the i'm going to do this because my parents did it and i've got to make my own way but then you get to this point of where it's like so how has god created me uh not just what am i seeing that i am trying to copy yeah it is vulnerable to be in a place to take you know the road less traveled to borrow a title of a great book the road less traveled is a vulnerable place yes when i think about like i you know we talk a lot you tell me a lot and our community that we need to be the healthiest versions of ourselves so then we can help our kids be healthy versions of themselves and for me i think i have a fear of like my kids not like forcing things upon my kids or not helping them cultivate who they are as a person, because they're all very different instead, like trying to make them fit into a mold. Does that make sense? And, and so I feel like I have to start with me of really self-reflecting of, am I, even though it feels a little bit scary, if I'm going to be different, am I being my true self? So I feel like that is a form of vulnerability when you're confident in who you are, if it's not what everybody else says is how you should be, you know? Yeah, I think that I, I would definitely agree with you. I think a lot of times we think vulnerability, authenticity, and we think of it in I need to tell somebody something bad about me. You know? Yes. I mean, and I mean, get all over social media today, and it's you know, I, I am proud of how authentic I am being in this moment. Yes. And sometimes your vulnerability and authenticity is liking yourself, and yeah feeling good at some things and feeling good about where God is leading you, even when others might not see it the way you do and might think less of you. Yes. 
uh, it's especially tough for us threes, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it's more of a challenge. Uh, and sometimes I think we go to the extreme. I think our reaction to inauthenticity or lack of vulnerability is I'm going to go opposite of everyone <laughs> and you throw the baby out with the bathwater. How about me using some grandpa phrases today? <laughs> uh, and it's like, no, you, you've got to be true to who God has created you to be. Uh-huh. You know, uh, people talk all the time about, well, I've got to, I've got to be true to myself or uh, this is my truth. One of the things that just drives me crazy. You know, it's, you've got, it's, you have to be who God created you to be and you have to be true to God's truth yes. in your life. So how do you think we can help instill that? Oh, you know, we work on on ourselves, but how do we help instill that spirit of vulnerability in our children to be who we see God calling them to be as we have younger kids, right? Because we are guiding them. But then even with our kids that are older, um, helping them to see that as well yeah well in spite of possibly sounding like a broken record another yeah. grandpa phrase i'm on fire with those today instead of a <laughs> corrupted hyperlink how's that uh kids grow into what they see not what you say yeah and so the first thing is you have got to be vulnerable with them uh-huh. Uh, one of my greatest fears, as you know, is as I was battling for my mental wellness was I would mess you and Ross up. You know, that if you saw my weaknesses, you saw that there were some things I had to do that other dads didn't have to do, that somehow uh, that would make you uh, think less of me when the opposite of that is true. I think it's through vulnerability and authenticity that we have grown as close as we are at this point uh -huh. in our lives. Uh, and so you have to model it. I mean, you, you have to say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I did say that. And no, we aren't going to do that. Even though I said we were going to do that because sometimes mommy makes a mistake and thinks something was right. That wasn't right. And the more you model that, the more it gets into your child I think would be my first response. So, but beyond modeling, I think you have to be aware, be of like where your child is in the developmental stage too. Uh -huh. Like, let's just talk about your kids for a minute. Okay. Gideon, the way God wired him and his age, my observation would be that he has to know that a mistake is not the end of the world for him to be able to be vulnerable and authentic. Uh -huh. Right. Because his greatest fear is getting in trouble, which one day right. he said, well, I'm, he was freaked out about getting in trouble. And I said, dude, it's not the end of the world. Get in trouble. Right. right. I mean, it, it, that's not the worst. So you, at his stage, the way he's wired, he needs to, to constantly be reminded that he is not his mistakes. Yeah. And that failure is not fatal. That's how he's wired. Right. Well, Micah Thomas. He don't give a crap about that. Michael Thomas has got, I mean, you know, he, he's got to be reminded that he is a gardener and gardeners are men of honor and gardeners don't. And 
he his is more about his identity of who he is. He, you're a child of God, and so you've got to come at it that way with him. He's wired so much differently than Gideon, and I think when the you know, the Bible talks about training up a child in the way that he should go. It's, man, what is your child's bent, and how can you help him move forward in that bent, not rebending him in another direction? Right. That's good. Well, what about teenagers? Like, I'm thinking about when I was in high school, and I really just wanted to be accepted as a cool kid. I don't know. And like you said, we are both Enneagram threes. So this could be some of our personality, but I think in every child, they want to be accepted. Um, yes. And it might not be with the cool kids. It might be with any kind of group, right? But everybody wants to feel accepted. And so they can change themselves to try to be a certain thing that they're not. And so I look back on, I have, I can, I know I did that. So from your perspective as a parent, do you remember watching me trying to fit into different certain groups and how could like, tell me about that experience because I'm just curious how I can help my kids. Like obviously some things we have to learn on our own, but how can I help them be their, be their true self when I see them trying to change for, for other people? Yeah, t- tell me your recollections of it, and then I'll kind of respond to it. Because I, th- I mean, I, honestly, it's like, well, what, what do you remember, Dad? Well, I yeah. want to know what you remember. I mean, I just remember, I just remember wanting to dress a certain way based upon what was cool, but that didn't fit my body type. I mean, like these are these are simple things that I, and I, all this is looking back, I can see. Like I, I don't know if I knew at the time that's what I was doing, but if I look back on pictures and memories and I'm like, I only did that because that's what my friends were doing, or that's what I think was cool. What was deemed cool, you know, um, or even things that I don't think really interested me when I look back, but at the time I just wanted to be accepted into a certain group, you know? Um, and so I wonder if that's something that's easy to recognize as a parent when you're watching your kid do that, or if it's, or if it's just something that you just have to like, you realize later. Oh no, I, 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 we saw that, you know, with you, you kind of pick your battles, right? I mean, I, I, I don't expect a 15 year old to operate like a 25 year old Uh and a 15 year old is going to be more influenced by their peers. And so with you, a lot of times you talk about the clothes thing. For me, it was a moral thing, morality issue, not it wasn't a preference or fitting in issue. And I mean, you were, you know, a well-developed young woman long <laughs> before, how, how can I say it that way? Long yeah. before uh, a lot of kids your age that could wear things that were too revealing for you. And so that one wasn't hard for me. Uh, some of the others were in, I think, especially with uh, a three, which I think, you know, three, the Enneagram wasn't even around then, but uh, I think affirmation in who you were created to be is the best thing with a teenager. Uh I'll never forget a time that uh, my other child who shall remain nameless uh, when he got caught drinking with a friend and 
he and I sat down to talk about it. And he said that all my friends are doing this. And if I don't do it, I'm going to be sitting at home every weekend by myself. Uh-huh. I mean, you talk about vulnerability and, totally. I, you know, dead level honesty. It literally, it stopped me in my tracks and I teared up a bit and said, man, I understand feeling the fear of being left out. Yeah. But the answer can't be to do what everyone else is doing because you're going to, that's not, that's not going to take you down a path you want to go. So let's start together. Let's start thinking of other ways that you can be connected to to other kids without having to compromise something that could ultimately uh, put you in a really bad spot. And I, I think I talk about him because I feel like I did better with him in that area than with you, partly because he was a guy and partly because honestly, he was, he would admit it more freely than you would. You would give me a hundred reasons why you needed to do something that both of us kind of knew weren't true, but it would, you know, you had a little politician in you. Yeah. (laughs) And so when I started figuring out what that was, I was telling someone a story the other day, B, about you and I going to the American Airlines Center. You were like 16. We're going to a basketball game. You play basketball. And some we walked in and some dude said something to you. And I looked at him and I go, dude, she's 16 years old. And he said, oh, man, sorry. I didn't know. I thought she was 21. <laughs> and honestly, in that moment, I felt sorry for you. Yeah. It was like... This is a world you're growing up in, and there's pressure there that I never understood. And it really flipped and changed for me, like how I perceived the pressure you were under to kind of conform and how much uh-huh. courage it would take. And that's when, for me, I, I, I got real serious about affirming you for who you were instead of correcting you for what you wanted to do. Mm, that's good. That's really I'll good. never I'll never forget that. I, I really won't. I'll never forget the look on that guy's face. Who's a you know 25-year-old horn dog, <laughs> you know, just single guy in Dallas, and he thought you were 21. And that's a lot of pressure to be something. Yeah. yeah. Well, so when you mentioned that Ross, you know, that took vulnerability for him to admit why he was doing what he was doing or making the choices. Why do you feel like he was felt safe enough to be vulnerable with you? Because I think that's something that all parents want to have is be a place of safety for their kids. And I struggle with worrying if I am that for, for them, because I do feel like I do a lot of disciplining, you know, and like correcting. And I probably can do a better job of encouraging. But I, I Ross and I were talking about that the other day with our what we want. Ultimately, we want our kids to be able to admit to us and come to us when they're struggling with, with the big things as teenagers. Cause I'm really nervous to be a parent of a teenager. I'm, I'm being truthful. And so how did you create an atmosphere where the kids didn't have to have, like, we didn't have to have a fear and maybe we did to some aspect. I mean, I know I never wanted to disappoint you, but I still feel like that says a lot that he could be vulnerable with you. Yeah, I think, I think it's an intentional modeling of my own weaknesses. Yeah. You know, 
uh, man, I, 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 we could do a podcast that would be way too long with all the things I did wrong. Uh, you know, I'd give anything for a do over, but I, if you, for me, I feel like when I struggled, I let you guys know I was struggling. Yeah. Uh, when I blew it, I tried my best to say, come back and say, Hey man, that was on me, not you. Yeah. And so I think, I think if you constantly are finding ways to be vulnerable and take the risk with your children of them knowing you're not Superman or Superwoman, uh, it creates an environment, you know, where that kind of vulnerability grows. It's a safe place. How do you, yeah, I think that's true. Because I, I can remember so many moments of you apologizing, and I, I think that sticks with me more than the moments of you being upset or whatever. Is the moments of you being real? And honestly, too, I mean, we were lucky because we got to hear you say a lot from the stage, and you were vulnerable with a lot of people. So, um, we got to hear it even more because you were public speaking. You know, so that we got that was fortunate for us, but. How do you, how, what's a tangible thing? Like if that's not something that you're, that whoever's listening, that's not a thing that they are drawn to is being, is sharing their struggles with whether it's a friend or with their children, like, or they're not prone to saying sorry. How, how can they work on that? Well, as you know, I'm a big, my big word is intentionality. Right. You know, we've talked so much about scheduling times to affirm your kids. I think uh, journaling is a big part of intentionality as well, you know, and I think as you write at the top of of this page, I want to create this environment for my kids. And I'm praying this week, God, that you would help me be willing to say I'm sorry. And that makes me mindful because every day I'm going to write down, was there an opportunity for me to say I was sorry? Uh, was right. there an opportunity for me to say I blew it? Uh, was there an opportunity for me to affirm my child in spite of the mistake he made? That, that when I corrected, did I come back, you know, grace and truth. And sometimes it's truth and we never get to the grace. And, you know, I think the intentionality of taking a piece of paper, if you're, you know, I, I mean, I'm a journal guy, but taking a piece of paper and saying, you know, here's my goal this week and put it someplace I see it every day. I think you'll start to build that. Here's the thing. Lack of vulnerability at its core, it's fear, right? right. It, there's a fear. And I get asked all the time, uh, you know, when you're struggling with your mental wellness, because I talk about that so much. I get every social media platform, everywhere I go. Uh, I'm just, they, they, well, I don't know how you do that because if I did that, I'm scared someone would hurt me. Right. And, and my response is always, well, oh, I've been hurt a lot of times. I've just found that my refusal to be authentic puts me in a worse place than someone responding in a way that's less than positive back to me, not giving me what I need in that moment, which is grace and acceptance, but, you know, judgment or pick your word there. It's just, I'm picking for me the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Uh, 
because isolation does really bad things to me. Mentally. Yeah, I think, and if you think about, okay, this will probably happen and you prepare yourself instead of telling yourself it won't too. I feel like that is better than pretending like it won't. Like it just is what it is, you know? Oh, and make no mistake. I'm not minimizing how painful. Right, right. I'm in any way. I mean, and that you're not disappointed and you're not, it doesn't make you sad or it doesn't make you feel less than I'm just saying over 50, almost now, almost 59 years, I can say from my own experience that of the pain of both of those things, the pain of not being vulnerable, of trying to fool someone into believing you're something you're not, the the tension that brings into my life isn't worth it. Yeah. When you were talking about that, the journaling, something mm-hmm. that came to me the other week, I was... I don't know. I was, I came across something to work on with your children. And one was uh, the importance of making eye contact with them. And so, and I realized I wanted to really work on that because I think I can easily be trying to do too many things that I'm not looking at them in the eye. And I don't want to be, I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to do that. And so I want to do a better job of looking at them in the eye. And I, so I, I, I told myself like, that's going to be the thing I'm going to work on this week. And God, and like, I asked, you know, in my prayers, I was like, will you help remind me of that this week that I would be aware of it. And I feel like that was so helpful for me to have like one focus for the week because I could so easily be like, I can't do that. Cause I'm trying, you know, like see all the things I'm doing wrong or all the things I can't do. Mm-hmm. And so for me to make that a focus, uh, was really helpful to just be like, okay, what's one thing I need to do? I want to, you know, be intentional about this week. And so I thought of that when you were saying about saying you're sorry or encouraging your kids, like every week, just pick one, every Sunday, I don't know, Sunday night, pick one thing that you're going to focus on that you want to improve on and be intentional about that week. And know it's okay that you cannot do 10 things, <laughs> you know, uh, it's okay to just pick one. and that I saw a big difference, I feel like, but it did take intentionality, like you, like you said. So I feel like that's another way you could make sure and not feel overwhelmed by trying to change everything, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's, I think that's a really good suggestion. You know, as a parent of a teenager, I mean, I had a little, (laughs) I had a little sticky note and it said, you know, James, be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry. And I tried as I drove into the driveway. I tried every time, not always, but every time I tried to to say out loud, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. uh, Because that was my highest value at that moment in the tension of raising a strong-willed teenager. (laughs) You know, Ross, and, uh, not me, Ross. Of me. course. Yeah. And yeah, of course. <laughs> and so I just think if you become intentional, you, you don't, you're, you're never perfect, but you make progress and that's the goal, right? As a, as a right. parent, progress, not perfection. Well, and we can see that, like, I know for me, I can so easily see 
instead of focusing on the little things. And if I do one thing well, then it's going to, you know, and then focus on another thing. It will build on each other. I'm really bad at that. I want to like do it all at once, you know? So even with working out in the mornings, I decided, okay, I'm going to start waking up five minutes earlier, you know, to get up and work out. And slowly I was able to do it because, but I would rather just be able to wake up an hour earlier, but sometimes that's not it. And I feel like that's the thing, same thing with parenting. Is that was is that how you get into the podcast to let everyone know you're working out? Is that, that no that, that, I, that wasn't a humble 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 brag? That wasn't absolutely not because this week I have skipped like four days, so uh, I've slept I'm in. Just I'm just teasing. I'm just just seeing if you're being authentic or not. Oh, I am. I slept in <laughs> a couple days this week, but I was anyways. Blah blah blah. So, so tell me your story. You said you had a story. I was going to share with everyone that I overslept and left my kids at school last week. Yes, you did. Bless your heart. That was Scare- terrible. Well, what some of you who listened last week and heard that we were talking about, you know, uncertainty. And I seriously, I, my heart was kind of beating in my chest as Grant had called Micah and my wife, but Bailey's husband, Grant, he called my wife, Micah, to ask if she had heard from Bailey. And so we had, I don't know, 15 minutes there of waiting to hear back, you know, and you could feel the tension rise. And I literally was thinking through those things uh, that we had talked about in uncertainty. And, uh, I distinctly remember that moment and I remember thinking, okay, next week, can we talk about how happy we are or something? I I don't want to keep, I don't want to have to practice these things. Yeah. But when it comes to like authenticity and vulnerability, like that's like, it's not a one and done. No. At all. I mean, that's, that's a, that, that's a constant recentering of your life back to, Hey, I've, I've got, I, I, I do not want to waste my energy into fooling people into thinking something that's not true about me. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I've shared that with a few people recently and they're like, oh, I've done that actually. Or I know someone that's done that. And I was like, really? Because I felt very much like no one had ever done that before. And let me just tell you about how vulnerable it felt walking up to pick my children up from the office 30 minutes. 45 minutes late, like the walk of shame and walking in and having to face the fact that you've overslept and missed the car line pickup. So that was scary. Yes. It was scary for everybody. Yes. I thought in the spirit, you were going to bring up the spirit of vulnerability of what the garden looks like right now. I'm not sure (laughs) that I could find the word to describe as I came around the corner down the street and could see from several blocks away uh, what looked like the Amazon gr- jungle growing in my backyard. So, no, I wasn't going to bring that up. Babe. I'm surprised. No, I'm not. No, I'm, 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 I'm not. You know, I've always been taught there's two kinds of obnoxious. There's one where you just wear somebody out and there's one where you just don't say anything. Great. So that's the one you're choosing today. Awesome. Glad to know that. (laughs) I'm being, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not even going to bring up, I don't even know what you would call that thing in the backyard. (laughs) I don't have a garden anymore. 
Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> well, I like that conversation. I feel like, I feel like the thing, like you said, the things we talk about on the podcast are things we're constantly working on. It's not things that we've, or definitely not me, but I still, I would feel like you would say you haven't achieved. It's something that just good reminders of, of, of ways we can self-reflect. And so today, what would you, what would you say? One snippet of like, here's what from this, if you didn't take any way thing away from this podcast, I want you to self-reflect on this or something that you've learned or to think about today. Well, I, I would say that uh, I am acutely aware of how painful it is to step through the fear of uh, being your authentic self. For me, in a public way, it never gets easier to tell my story and to say at the end of telling my story that I have not arrived that I mean God has opened doors as you know for me to tell that story in lots of places uh-huh. and someone asked me does it get easier and the answer is no it does not get easier it just it's just the right thing to do if you want to be as mentally well as possible and so I would say, you know, that's not really a snippet. My snippet to you as a young mom out there listening would be this. You're doing better than you think you are. Uh, pick one thing, one value you want to model for your kids and ask God to help you. And uh, you'll be amazed at what happens along the way. Yeah. And we're encouraging we're, when you're nervous to be vulnerable or tell, you know, especially with your kids, just think of us on this podcast saying, you can do it. It'll be good. You can do it. <laughs> well, um, okay. So lastly, really quick before we leave, I want to remind everyone that the last Monday of this month, we're going to have a live, I think it's on a Monday. Nope. It's on a Tuesday. I'm sorry, guys. Um, on I'm pulling up my calendar. I should have had this written down. What was wrong with me? Uh, on this Tuesday, the last Tuesday of September, uh, which is the 27th. Yes, the 27th. We're having a live Q&A for all of our Hey Dad listeners. So... If you are wanting to attend that, or even like you don't have to attend, but you want to have the recording or submit questions, you can email me, bailey at beagobi.com. It'll be in the description of the show note of the podcast episode. And um, you guys can get the Zoom link to attend. And it'll just be a casual conversation just like this, but with some extra people. So uh, we won't be posting it live, live, but the people that RSVP can um, get the recording. So. And we're starting our first round of small groups. Yeah. Am I coming to that? You're the main attraction. Oh, no. Because you're so adorbs. Yeah, I'm adorbs. I I know I'm (laughs) adorbs. My goodness. Look like I've been run over by a freight truck. I don't know what you're talking about, girl. (laughs) Oh, gosh. All right. Well, Dad, 
Now I'm gonna come on over to your house after this. Are you? I think I think uh, your mother has one of your children over here. She does. Esther's not gonna want to come back here though. Well, your mother is gonna need a nap at some point <laughs> in today. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> All right, I'll come rescue her. I'll well, I love talk you, to you baby. next week. Love you. Love you. Bye.